Inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lane. Debbie, do you think right now is a good time to invest in a rental property? Absolutely, Dan. There's no time like the present. And in real estate, what you want to do is buy and hold. You don't want to think about what it's going to be worth if you were to buy it today and sell next month. You buy real estate and hold. And that right there is the secret on how to build wealth with rental properties. You buy a property. As time goes by, your rents are going to increase. Your property is going to appreciate. And if you look at a period of, say, 10 or 20 years, you can really build a lot of wealth with rental properties. But if you take a longer view and factor in all the compounding, it really gets very exciting. Debbie's father bought a building in the 1960s, and this building has produced cash flow every single month for the last 60 years, and it probably will forever. I mean, this property could be in their family forever, and that's what we're going to talk about today is how to create generational wealth with rental properties. We're going to talk about what Debbie's dad did We'll take a look at the numbers. The numbers are just mind-boggling when you look at what he paid for this property 60 years ago and how much it rents for today. We'll we'll get all the details and figure out how you can do this too. Joining us on the show today from the Bay Area is Debbie DiMaggio. We'll take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll come right back and we'll talk to Debbie. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found trust and will, and the whole process could not have been easier. My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com. They walked us through a series of questions, and at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and Will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. 
With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. It's a lot of work to find a really good rental property. And when you actually find that property, you want to make sure you're working with a lender that can get that loan closed. The lender that I recommend is Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. She's a nationwide lender, and her specialty is helping investors finance rental properties. She has a ton of loan programs, and she can find something customized to you for your situation. If you want to find out more or you're ready to get started today, just go to RidgeLendingGroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E LendingGroup.com. NMLS 42056. Rental Income Podcast. Jebby, so tell me about this building. What's it like? So two units, they're two buildings side by side, and they're both 24 units, and they're one bedroom, one bath units. And we've been updating them over the years. When my father and mother got married in 1961, they lived in one of the buildings. They didn't own it yet, but they lived there, and they paid $80 a month. And now, today, those same units are renting for $2,200, $2,300 a month. Wow. He bought his one of his first 24-unit buildings for $400,000. Today, those, that same building is worth upwards of $7 million. Back then, they were $23,000 per unit. Today, they're probably close to $300,000 per unit. Now, if he had waited for the perfect interest rate, the perfect timing, it would have never happened. And now look, that was the 70s and we're now in the almost 2024. You just have to act in real estate. That's the best lesson I can impress upon an investor. That's really (laughs) incredible to see that increase and what's possible over time. So your dad was kind of the original house hacker. So he he bought this building (laughs) and he was living in a, like a, good size apartment building. Um, like, so did he live there for, for a long time as he was kind of starting out his career? Nope. Okay. He, he lived there in 1961. I was born in 1964. Um, and we moved to another, actually, this is another building. He bought a four unit darling four unit building. So when they got when they had me, I was born in another four unit building not far away that he owned. And then when my brother was born four years later, we moved to a house in Piedmont. So he always just traded up yeah. and and bought property along the way and flipped it. I mean, he was the original flipper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we go through we go through town and he says, I own that, I own that, I own that. The very first house we bought myself and my husband bought in Piedmont, he had owned it in the seventies and flipped it. Wow. I mean, that's like really awesome to hear that the strategies that he did back in the seventies are the same strategies that people are doing today. Now, absolutely. how old is your father today? He is 86. 86. So he was like in his mid thirties when he was doing all this. Yes. 
and he has not retired. He he is just going strong, and um, he he's always wanted it to be a family business, and um, he is just he won't retire. I always say he doesn't have a golf game, and this is his golf game. And so he has no plans to sell. Like he's going to hold on to these properties forever. He is, and he prefers if my brother and I continue to hold on to him as well. That's great. Now, from what your father has told you, does it sound like it was easy for him when he was getting started? It always seems like things were easier in the past, but I don't know if that's just the impression that we have, but like, do you, do you have the feeling it was easy for him? No, I do not think it was easy. I was around, and that's why... When people would ask me growing up, what do you want to do? And, you know, or even after college, what do you want to do? And, you know, when, what do you want to do? And I said, well, the only thing I don't want to do is real estate because my dad was always on the phone. He was always working. He was always had meetings. There were no cell phones at the time. Remember, there was no email. So he was always tied to the phone. And I spent most of my, I guess it was junior high junior high mostly going to he also owned shopping centers so one of them wasn't doing very well it just it had been a bad time and we were spending all our time driving up to Roner Park to Santa Rosa to to check on the building and the manager and um so it, you know there were some some that did really well and probably seemed easy some easy flips you know like we all have in mm-hmm. our careers and then there were some that weren't so easy. So um, it, it, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not always, it wasn't easy for, it was just hard work, just like anything else. So the two buildings that we're going to talk about today, they're yeah. side-by-side 24-unit apartment buildings. Does he own anything else besides that? Yes, he does. And he used to own one across the street. So it was like the game of Monopoly. He owned three right in a right right in a row. Um, he owns a couple townhomes he, in Oakland, California, and then he owns uh, a few in Scottsdale, Arizona, because my husband and I had bought a home, a second home. In, well, we built a second home in Scottsdale because we believe in real estate and the prices were so low back then. And then my dad ended up buying two near our home there in Scottsdale. And he still owns them today. And I prefer him having them there right now because it's a really beautiful community. It's called DC Ranch. We were there before when it was just starting to be developed. And it's a really magical place. And it it gets good tenants. Um, They do tend to stay long. Um, and it's just a beautiful area and the units were built new. Mm, gosh, it's probably been, yeah, uh, 25 years ago now, but they're really nice. And the area is very nice in Scottsdale. It's a very high end area. So it gets good rents. It gets good tenants. Um, just a really nice place to live. So tell me about the, the rental income that these properties have produced over the years and how that's really helped your family. Yeah, for these two buildings that he owns, that he lives, him and my mom live off that income, and that has provided them a very nice life. And sometimes they're not always rented, but once you know, so it's like a good year and a bad year when you're when you're working in any nine to five job, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when they're all filled up and rented and getting good rents, it's, you know, it's a better year that year. Yeah. Uh, but it has provided him a life where this is, it's passive income in a sense, right? 
Totally, totally. And is he managing the properties or does he have a property manager? Yes. So he has a property manager that's offsite and there's a team of people who take care of the property. And then because they're more than 16 units, he has on-site managers. So in California, if there's 16 units or more, you need to have an on-site manager, a janitor, a housekeeper, or another responsible person living on the premises. So I just advise your listeners to check with their county or town or city. Yeah. I mean, that's like a big thing. Uh, That's a huge cost. So, so for both of the buildings, does he have to pay for a manager to live in, in both buildings or in each building? So you have, uh, that's a long winded question. I can't answer here. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the money that he needed to get started. So, so for the first building, he bought it for 400,000. I don't know how the down payments worked 50 years ago. How how much cash did he have to bring to the table to buy this building? So in the seventies, he bought that building for uh, 400,000 and he put a hundred thousand down. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of money back then. Yeah. And so that money came from, like you mentioned, he was house flipping and he had other projects. Was he just taking that money and investing it into other properties? Constantly. He was all, all my life. He's been investing. He's never not invested or bought something. Now what's interesting is that when he bought the building next door, he didn't buy it at the same time. He, he bought that at some later point. Just a couple years, like two years later, just two years later. How much did he pay for that building? 650,000. So he paid 250 more for a very, very similar building like that. That to me would stop me. And this kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning. I, I, I think that if I bought that first building for 400, that price would be anchored in my head and I would never get over having to pay 650 for, for a very similar property a few years later. But it, doesn't sound like that's slowed your dad down. One of the things he looks at is at the time he's looking at the property, how does it look, you know, what's, what is it, how does it compare to other like properties at the time, right? This was two years later. So a lot of people get hung up on that and you have to let it go or you'll never invest. That's right. You'll never, you'll never put one foot in front of the other. If you start getting hung up on those sorts of things. I think that is a really good lesson. And that's so hard to do. Like once you get a property for a certain price, you you think that's, that's the price you're going to pay forever. But if, if you don't move with the market, it's going to pass you right by. Now, do you have a lot of vacancy and turnover? No, not really. Um, there sometimes, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably 70, 30. There are some people who do stay a long time, which isn't so great because you want to raise rents. So, and you can only raise them so much per year. So you do want people to kind of go in for maybe one to three years, but you'd like them kind of to go so you can raise the rents. Mm, right. 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 Um, and so we do have long-term and then we have people that are, you know, more transient. Um, COVID was, you know, you start to lose people in, during COVID and then, and now we're, now we're back up. I stepped in and rented six units in the last two months. 
Um, and these units do not have laundry in the unit. A lot of people, of course, you know, nowadays want laundry in the unit, yeah, but it's was, on the premises. I was going to ask you about that, about other ways to make money with the building. Is there anything you're doing to try to make extra money, like things like laundry? Yeah, so we have laundry, but the the most interesting one I think you'd like to know about is we have uh, cell phone towers on top the the roofs, and so because we're right near, we're just in a really great space, and we're high up on the hill, so we get paid for those cell cell sites that are on top the roof of the building. Wow, like that's really cool because you think when your dad bought these buildings. Cell phones weren't invented yet. Like it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a possibility that your dad could have ever seen that at exactly. some point in the future they're going to have this. And now this is another revenue source. So it, it do you rent it to like AT and T or T Mobile or something? Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Well, it happened. It happened to be my brother was in that business, so he was able to introduce that to my father. So that that's great. Is just- that that's yeah. really awesome. So <laughs> is so obviously you're interested in real estate. It sounds like you're very involved with these properties. Is your brother does he have the same interest? Yes, yeah, so I've been selling real estate, residential real estate for over 30 years, close to 35 years, and my 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 son, my brother has been a mortgage broker, now a mortgage manager for as long as I can remember. So we're all, we're all in the business. So you, you see yourself keeping the, these properties in your family. Like, is is this something that you think you would pass down to your kids one day, or do you think at some point you might sell? That's such a hard question. We, we just, my brother and I and father and mom have been talking lately and he, my dad really wants us to keep them. And now that we're more involved now, and I have a handle on the day to day and cleaning up the aggravation that he's experienced. I'm feeling better about it because now I know all the players and I know exactly what to do. And I'm, I'm making so much headway and he's so happy. Um, I just really wanted to take that off his plate. And now that I'm seeing what it is, it's not horrible before when I would hear stories, you know, when we were together having dinner, I would say, Oh God, that's awful. Sell the building, sell the building. (laughs) (laughs) but now I'm seeing, okay, it's not so hard, you know, as long as you, you know, you're on top of it. Um, and I know he'd like us to keep it. And I think my brother and I would like to keep them too. And then it's to, to go to the next generation. I haven't thought that far yet. Sure. sure. (laughs) Now, what about visiting the property? Like, do you think it's important to stop by every now and then to make sure everything is going according to plan or with all the managers you got, you, managers you have in place. Do you not really need to? I, you absolutely need to. You know, you think that people are like you, but they're not, right? We're all different, and it is our property. It's your property, or your people listening at their properties. You need to, you need to go by. And if it's out of state, let's say, I would go once a year at least, maybe twice a year. Um, you, you definitely need the, the onsite, well, depending on the size onsite, you definitely need a property manager if it's out of your area, but I highly recommend that you, I mean, and we live close by to the Oakland properties. So we do go, and my dad goes there a lot cause he loves to 
make the building look really beautiful. And he goes overboard in the gardens and he wants it to look like an Italian villa. So he has a lot of pride of ownership. But I highly recommend that you go and check on your buildings 100%. Don't just, you know, if, you, if you're not interested in that sort of investment, a, a real estate, then do a, um, oh, blanking, like a Taco Bell, a gas station, do something, the triple net, do something different than uh, a home or units. You really need to see who's living in your building, see how it's being taken care of. How does the exterior look? How does the front entry look? How, you know, how is the building look overall? Is it deteriorating? How is the garden looking? You really need to, you really need to check on your investment for sure. What an incredible story. Debbie's dad was all in for both buildings for just over a million dollars. And today those properties are worth a combined $14 million. Plus they generate a million dollars a year in rents. I mean, what's not to love about rental properties. As Debbie mentioned a little bit earlier, she is a realtor in the Bay Area. If anyone is buying real estate in that area and you want to connect with Debbie, I've got her contact information on the website. You can find it at rentalincomepodcast.com slash episode 450. I'd like to thank Chaley Ridge for sponsoring today's episode. Chaley is a nationwide lender and her specialty is helping investors finance rental properties. She has a ton of different loan programs. If you want to find out more, you can reach out to Chaley personally at RidgeLendingGroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E LendingGroup.com, NMLS 42056. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Make sure you follow the podcast. I put out a new episode every single Tuesday and if you're following the show, you'll get notified as soon as I release a new episode. My name is Dan Lane, and this has been the Rental Income Podcast. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance. And it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.